Iowa everywhere. Jordan Bohannon, Jared Stansberry. It's Jared and J-Bo on Iowa Everywhere. This is Iowa Everywhere. Our long national nightmare is finally over. I hate how quickly, that abruptly that just ends. Uh, our long national nightmare is over, Jordan. Aaron Judge has finally hit the 60-second home run, and we no longer have to hear about whether or not Aaron Judge will hit 62 home runs. But we're going to hear about 63. No, no, nobody cares about 63. <laughs> 63, no, because now it all that matters is the fact that he's seventh all-time in single-season home runs in Major League Baseball. Like He broke the American League record. He broke the Yankee record. Now we can shut the fuck up about it. That's what I think needs to happen. I mean, I, I don't really follow baseball much, but that is literally all over my Twitter timeline is every single game he's playing. He's getting walked. He's hitting a home run. We're I cutting mean, into college football games for it. Like every set for the last two Saturdays, it's just been, it, it's all been about Aaron judge chasing this home run. And it's just been stupid. I saw uh, that someone is selling a Ziploc bag of air from the Rogers center. The night judge hit home run number 61 right now on eBay. Wow. The starting bid was $195 or best offer. Keep in mind, you got to pay $25 in shipping. This is coming from Canada. So uh if you anybody out there wants a ziploc bag of air do you think anyone will buy that yeah i mean there's some stupid people out there i think that i think so i wonder what I the dumbest there's... thing you could get air from and sell it like what could you you know i know uh this this isn't remotely close but there's this twitch streamer that a lot of people think is attractive and she like sold her hot tub water on stream for like what? an insane amount of money like tens of thousands of dollars that night water yeah like she was streaming with like this guy named aiden ross and yeah yeah he he does 2k streams sometimes doesn't he yeah and he yeah, okay. it was yeah. him it was on his stream and she was with him on his stream and she took a bottle empty bottle of water or he took an empty bottle of water and went by her where she was sitting and scooped it up and they put it on eBay and it's for how much dude I don't know but it was a lot of money I don't remember the exact amount but it was over like ten thousand dollars I'm pretty sure well why would people do why would people one spend their money on that and two why like why would anybody ever be prompt well now I want to know what could someone pass off as like we'll we're gonna sell this and and then sell it for a pretty I mean I guess one dollar would be an insane amount of money but you get what I'm saying like what could someone sell? Well, you're not really uh, TikTok uh, friendly right now. You're getting to that stage. But if you yeah, follow, yeah. there's a lot of people um, that will comment like on some of these girls' like TikToks, be like, sell me your bathwater because it's a joke. Like, So I'm sure there's, idi- there's idiots out there that will buy that kind of stuff. Is she attractive? Like, was she, you know, um, I mean, just a non-biased just a really- opinion. She's a really big name. I think it was Addison Ray who it was. Um, okay, but she's yeah, just like, is... she's just really popular in the young community. This and then weren't they eating the Nyquil chicken or something off of TikTok? What what like productive is coming from TikTok? You're trying to get me on this. I don't understand. Like what I don't, I don't understand. What good is coming from TikTok? 
supposedly China is like hacking into people's IPs from this from TikTok too. Like there's a, there's a lot of downfalls. I don't know, man. I think there's a serious topic that needs to be had between the two. I mean, of you us just had people setting off an EMP in your house like two weeks ago. Maybe that's what it Maybe was. Maybe that's because of TikTok. We just started our TikTok account. I think that's what it was. An EMP was launched. Maybe that North Korea ballistic missile is heading over to oh, our geez. area. <laughs> imagine being imagine like it's a it's just a Monday afternoon. I guess it probably would have been Tuesday morning, but all of a sudden you just get an alert on your phone that there's a missile incoming. Everyone needs to take shelter. That would my be be- Ryan Creener, my best friend's over there right now. He's in For Japan. real? Yeah. Did he like get the alert and everything? Yeah. What was it? Yeah. What, man. The thing I don't get is that's I, pretty scary, dude. I feel like if if someone did that to our country, we would shoot down the missile. Why is Japan that afraid that if they shoot down the missile, like it's their territory? Why would they not shoot it down? I mean, maybe they don't know like what it is, you know. So they How do you not know what a ballistic? Everyone has. A well, defense. no, I know they know that it's a. Bl- I'm saying that if it's like an armed, like nuclear missile, do you want to shoot it down? I guess I don't know enough shoot about military. Down. Military what are we doing, Japan? We got to shoot that shit down. Luckily, I think we would have considerably more response time, warning time than what Japan would from a missile from North Korea because that probably took like ten minutes. You know, so that's the other part of it. It's like there, it's not like you had advanced warning that this was coming. Just all of a sudden, now we have to prepare for the possibility that there's this missile incoming for our country right now. I would imagine there's a, there's, I mean, you can tell ahead of time, like what's, you know, isn't that the whole philosophy like of someone nuking someone, like the whole world explodes because everyone, all the basically nukes each other. Yeah. 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 Because they set off their defense systems and everyone starts nuking each other. Yeah. So I would imagine they had some sort of, dude, I don't know. I, I just thought it was a wild controversy here. How do you not shoot down the missile if it flies over your country? And where did I, mean, I guess go? it where was no it? harm, oh. no harm, no foul. At the end of the day, it landed in the ocean, didn't it? I don't know. I just, I just, I just, I don't know. I feel like if Mexico would launch a missile over the United States, that's not going to make it over into Canada. Or in yeah. the ocean, I or mean, somewhere. I mean, dude, shoot that shit down. That, well, that's the thing that I I would like to know. Like, was this supposed to be an intimidation tactic, or I like love how we're getting into world politics? That's how we're starting the podcast tonight. Yeah, uh, so this is turning into a world political uh, podcast. Thanks for joining us. This is Jabo and Jared. We'll be diving into the current events of the global environment currently, from like an idiot's standpoint we have we have no idea what's actually happening here we just read we read the headline and then see some tweets about it and then we come and talk about it on a podcast that's all it was for me yesterday i saw the tweet that said uh that there was a missile had they put out the the emergency alert system that there was going to be a missile going over or like towards japan from north korea and i was like oh shit and then the next tweet i see is the missile has flown over japan and i was like oh shit i like i like how all those tweets start with like breaking in all caps like oh yeah oh our our concept of like what is actual breaking news doesn't matter like that doesn't even it's not even a thing no no one because and then if you turn on cnn or whatever i remember during the pandemic dude this was always a thing back during the quarantine times like that summer of 2020 and uh 
every time you tune on turn on CNN, it would be breaking with the number of confirmed people dead from the pandemic. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess this is breaking news because it's like been updated, but I don't know that this is breaking news. Like we're completely uh, desensitized to the idea of actual breaking news, you know? And why didn't they do that for, like, I don't know. I'm not getting into this. I'm going to get very like, controversial. What, into the media or what? No, you brought up COVID and the death. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not even talking about COVID and all that stuff. Like, I'm not – I'm talking about the way it was covered by the media. I'm not oh, actually yeah. – I'm not talking about COVID, no. Dude, I feel like the more I – less I listen – I don't remember the last time I listened to the news. I really don't. Yeah, I don't really ever – I mean, I very, very rarely ever watch the news. I read – stuff on you know from newspapers and things like that obviously i read a lot on twitter i read I just, mostly about sports though <laughs> i spent yeah, a lot of I mean, time reading here. sports writing yeah I, I just feel like the most like number one i think the news is like really negative and boring for the most part yeah like on TV. oh if you watch like the world news the abc world news cbs nbc whatever world news like at six o'clock you want to Talk about some yeah. depressing ass shit, dude. Every I time don't know if like I should first... run and hide or yeah, yeah, scream I mean, when I watch it. I don't know. And everything, it's one thing after another that's just horrible, you know. And not always in America. It could just be they'll hop right from an update on the war in Ukraine to uh, a humanitarian crisis somewhere else to you know whatever. And it, I mean, I understand that these are the things that are important in the world that they're supposed to be covered. But man, it is just you want to. There is much happier programming out there at the same time. Two and a half men is on at the same time as the oh, news. Just watch that instead. So good. So good. It's such I used to watch that every night with my dad when I was in high school. 10 30 after after the news. It's on uh every night at like six o'clock. Oh, same so time good. as the news, man. Yeah. Uh, that that shows that's so underrated. Oh my gosh. I like how we started started this by talking about Aaron Judge hitting home run number sixty two, and then we ended with uh talking about uh two and a half men and that's what we news. do here this uh, is real news we got plenty of other stuff to talk about man we got some fun, like some good basketball stories to talk about this week i'm looking forward to talking about some basketball it's coming man it's coming here soon uh, all the both the college or all the college teams started last week the nba preseason getting heated up uh Cooper DeGene signed a name, image, and likeness deal with Mark Hansen, Rex Chevrolet in Ode Bolt, Iowa. Man. Uh, About time. I mean, where has this been? Yeah, that that's much needed. You ever, is, been to Old, you ever been to Ode Bolt? I'm not, where is it at? Is that Western Iowa? Yeah, it is. Uh, OABCIG is in, I wouldn't say Northwest Iowa, but like North Central Iowa, you know. Uh, yeah, I've probably north, driven through it around a west central Iowa, I guess. But uh, my high school played there, like was in the same football district as them back in the day. But that was before, obviously, well, long before Cooper was there. Yeah, they're I, always uh, really good. I don't know why this has taken so long. Why? Why hasn't? Well, I'm sure I, it was probably it, it was probably hard for him to nail down. You know which town there's. I think five towns that are in the OABCIG school district. Uh, it's Ode Bolt, Arthur, Battle Creek, Idagrove. So four towns. I mean, he probably had to pick which car dealership he was going to work with, you know? Well, it's not even that. Why, why hasn't another someone done something with someone in their hometown? I just think it's bizarre. I don't know what's going on. I feel like every other state has done something with an athlete. What? Like with 
them doing things like this in their hometown? Like a card oh, or just You like, don't think people in Iowa are working with people like with student athletes? Yet? Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that's, I mean, I'm looking at other states. Maybe, I mean, it's not like there's not a lot of popular small businesses in Iowa. Like Come and Go finally did, did some stuff with some athletes this year. Yeah, I saw they were doing stuff with uh, Gyro Brock. Who were uh, Ashley Jones was on there. Was anybody from Iowa on there? Um, yeah, I can't remember his name. He's uh, the cornerback for Iowa. That was like a five star. Uh, oh, uh, Xavier Wampa. Yeah. Yeah, Wampa. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and then Caitlin I just feel Clark like we're so far behind. With high V. Well, and I was just gonna say, I wonder how much of this has to do with the fact that there might not be someone out there who's like brokering deals you know, and getting deals done with some of these companies, because that's, I mean, a lot of that stuff, especially in advertising is about making connections, you know? And I mean, I can tell you right now that, you know, what we've done at Cyclone Fanatic, where we've helped some people make some connections and gotten some guys into some situations, you know, Xavier Hutchinson did a commercial for Fong's. Uh, I did see that. That's super. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And then we had, uh, I think Xavier, maybe miles purchase and somebody else was in another commercial for something. Uh, so it's like one of those things that I think you got to have people who are helping to set that stuff up because just, I mean, how much time does a student athlete have to be out there going to sales calls? You know, I mean, shit, I did it, but I also didn't go to well, school. Well, I know, but life. you're not every student at like that. Not every student athlete is uh, going to be going out I'm there special? doing that. Well, just saying you're going to go above and beyond. Let it out, know? Jerry. As Am we've as we've clearly seen, you're going to go above Let and beyond. Get off your chest. To, to just get say the, it. I'm get it done. It's just I'm <laughs> I'm saying that not everybody is going to do that, you know. So I'm sure that that probably plays a role, but then again, like I'm sure if you have people that are helping you out that can help you make some connections and get you with the right people then, you know, things might be a little different. I just think it's a great idea for any business to partner with an Iowa athlete, Iowa state athlete. There's just so much publicity around college athletes. I don't know. That's just my opinion, but I do want yeah, to touch I, on, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I, I mean, I think too, that we're still learning how big the market is for just certain people, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I think there's some guys on Iowa state's football team right now and some guys on Iowa's team that could make good money doing that, you know, but there's also probably a lot of people that no one would even know who they were if they, you know, we're in a commercial. I'm just being honest. Casual people, I guess. Yeah, that's true. I do. I Okay, this has been frustrating the crap out of me about the last two years. Them naming it NIL deals. Like, I get it. That's like the that's the term that it kind of coined, naming your likeness. But can we just call it sponsorship and endorsement deals? Why? It's nothing. It's, not, it's the same exact thing as a sponsorship and endorsement. There's nothing different. If an influencer on Instagram would come out and do what they're doing, they call it what an endorsement deal, right? Right. Or sponsorship. Why do we have to call it an NIL deal? It's not special. Like it, it's what everyone else does in the, in, the, in the world when they promote a product. I mean, I guess I don't know. I, when I've written it and said it, I guess I've always just said it because everybody else did. At this point, it's right. just a... It's just like what people say, you know, kind just of just feel like, part of the nomenclature of college athletics. Nomenclature. That's a that's big word of the week. Yes. I think I used that word, right? Hell yeah. I think so. nomenclature. nomenclature. I think I used that word, right? Sounds like no more. Oh, yeah, I did. Part. Yeah. The, the devising or choosing of names for things. Yeah. Nomenclature. Vocabulary hmm. for the win. Sounds like a uh, noun. Nomenclature. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has been in the headlines this week. 
uh, all respect to the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. He called out Kyrie Irving for not being a good role model uh, for children. Uh, and then LeBron was also asked about Kareem this week. LeBron is on pace to set the new or break Kareem's all-time scoring record. He was asked about his relationship with uh, Kareem and if he had any thoughts on Kareem. And his quote was, no thoughts, no relationship. What do you think of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? What do you think of him saying that about Kyrie Irving? Okay, I have a couple of thoughts. My first one, I actually had the chance to attend a talk by Kareem at Iowa's in Iowa city. Um, he talked to the Hanford building and I went and I actually got to meet him and talk to him for about five minutes with my brother. Really great guy from what I talked to. Um, but I don't understand. I get he's older now and he has the wisdom to probably provide lessons to these younger players, but one, okay. So two, I feel like he's never really had close relationships to a lot of these current players. And the third thing I wanted to say is, I don't understand how you can call out like Kyrie for not being a role model for children. I mean, if you look back at Kareem's playing days, he literally like would knock people out during games. Like I'm pretty sure he had an instance where you gave this guy brain damage or something. Mm, no, that wasn't was, him that did that, but that wasn't a game that he was playing. I think something he did did prompt what ultimately led to someone having brain damage. Yes. Okay. Either way. And he was like flicking off crowd. I, I, okay. I also do understand. Maybe it was a lot like, like I feel like racial justice is a big thing back then. Like, well, I think too, the, a lot of things. The NBA was well. a lot different than too. It was not yeah, near the same still, kind of league, you know. I would have liked to quote saying like, "Okay, I wasn't the best example, but I feel like if I could go back, I would want to be a role model for little kids like Kyrie has a struggle doing." I don't even think Kyrie's that big, bad of a role model, in my opinion. But I just, I just think Kyrie's is like. I don't know. Kyrie is about exactly what I expect him to be. I, He's I don't, unique. And he, I mean, yeah, he is unique. And I, I'll respect the fact that he is him, you know, and doesn't care what anybody else thinks. It just is like, if you're going to Kyrie Irving, expecting Kyrie Irving to give you like models, like be a model citizen for you. I don't like, I don't know what, why, why do you expect that from him? You know, or expect him to not say weird things sometimes that are just odd, you know? I guess I don't know why anyone like why Kareem would be singling people out because there's a lot of people in the NBA that could probably be singled out. It's like that guy probably is not a very good example that we want to set for kids. You know, that's a great damn point, Jared, because I have always thought about this and I love that mentality because I don't think athletes is like, yes, there's a lot of great athletes that are role models and they do a great job of doing that but they don't owe anyone anything in the outside world. Like if they don't want to be great role models for the kids, like I understand that, like go be unique, go be yourself. I mean, obviously don't like kill anyone or do anything crazy like that, but they don't owe anyone anything. Like play their game, let them do what they want. If they become a role model, then there are going to be some guys that do that. But at the end of the day, why why does there have to be an extra pressure on some of these athletes? Like, oh, they're not doing all these things correct. When I, well, I mean, at the end of the day, their whole life's under a microscope to begin with. So, like, no matter what they do for their entire life, the rest of their life, they're always going to have someone saying something about what they do. Well, and realistically, too, like, <clears throat> it's just a different way of approaching life. If Kyrie doesn't really want to be a role model to people, then he doesn't have to. You know, he don't matter. 
kids are still going to look up to someone like Kyrie, regardless of what he says on the court off or like off the court or whatever, whatever he does, whatever it is that Kareem is mad about, you know, but the, uh, I think it just, it comes down to if like, or also comes down to like, why, why only single out, like why only single out Kyrie? Yeah. There's, there's so, so many guys athletes. out here that do so many weird things that are athletes. quarterbacks beating wives and in or in jail. Like how are we going to call out him of all athletes? Right. I, I don't know. I guess I don't know. Maybe Kyrie's really popular with the kids today and I don't realize that, but I don't think of Kyrie like that, I guess. He wouldn't have been the guy that I was looking up to when I was a kid, I suppose. I mean, thinking like, oh, I want to be like Kyrie, you know? I also think, like, I mean, looking back at my experience growing up and wanting to become a basketball player, I looked at basketball players and I wanted to be like dumb as a basketball player. Like, I didn't look at them, oh, I want to do every single thing that they do in and out of their lives on and off the court. Like, I just don't think that's realistic. But... Again, I think it says a lot that LeBron, what he stated today or this week about how he has no relationship with Kareem. I think that says a lot about how he's handled relationships with players as a whole. Yeah, I think it just is a it's one of those things where I imagine someone like LeBron, if Kareem had been open to having a relationship with him at some point, he probably would be cool with him. You know, like, I don't think LeBron would, but then Kareem also does things like this. Like, why would LeBron want to go and have a relationship with that guy when he just bashes people from the sidelines all the time? You know, I don't know. But Kareem, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, Kareem's done a lot of things to have earned the right to be able to talk his shit some, but man. He's one of the greatest athletes of all time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it, And this is even my thing. I'm going to go on a, a, this is, I'm going to go on kind of a mini rant here. This was my, one of my things that came out of uh, the last dance documentary, dude. The way that some of these old head athletes talk about their peers or talk about uh, today's athletes and things like this, this drives me crazy, bro. I think that it, it hurts the discourse on sports to an extent when you give, when these people come out and like, Man, you hear like Charles Barkley or Shaquille O'Neal or whoever, they say, oh, the league's not physical like it was back in my day or things like that. But no, but the people make way more money, the be- way more money. The basketball is better. All of these things are better. The entertainment is higher than it's ever been. But you sit here and you just criticize because it's not what you played in or not what you want it to be or things like this. And that like that just drives me crazy. And I know it's like the last dance when Mike, he always had the last say on everything and he would shit on people like Gary Payton or Isaiah Thomas or things like that. But then at the same time, those people want to sit there and they say, but I played in the best era, but all these other guys were bums. How does that make any sense? You know, and that, if I was a basketball player right now, if I was Draymond Green or LeBron or any of those guys, and I heard some of the things these guys say sometimes I'd be like, why would I want to fuck like you'd, yeah, you played in the league before me, but you also sit here and me sit here and tell us how what we're doing with the league is so terrible and isn't what you did, you know. And we're not near as good as you, or all these kinds of things. We're not as tough as you. That don't. It just doesn't make sense to me. Sorry, that kind of started a rant for me, but I agree. I think I think there has to be a line drawn, but I also love Michael Jordan, and I really loved his last dance documentary. I think him shitting on opponents was more of a him feeling disrespect and anything towards the game, I feel like. But I also understand I what know. you're saying. I don't know. I, I, 
how do you give your how are you giving your era credibility when all you're doing is laughing at the people you played with or played against you know yeah i don't know but also but i just i think really that the, my issue with that more is i think i just love sports documentaries i'm worried that now guys like gary payton or guys like isaiah thomas are gonna be less likely to sit down and do an interview because it's like well who's gonna sit and laugh at me at the end of this thing you know, and those guys have too big of egos and have way too like they're way too prideful to just like let people laugh at them on national television like that. You know, just, maybe that's what it comes down to. There's just an ego problem within athletes that are retired. I feel like, like I just are they don't almost know. jealous. Are they jealous that players are accomplishing what they? Oh, I guarantee they are. I guarantee yeah. a lot of people are mad. I, I mean, I'm sure that there are guys that played before that are pissed at how much people might make now, how much people. How much money? But I don't know. I just don't see thing. like Michael Jordan. Okay. I'm no, Michael like, Jordan is, is an outlier here. He yeah. is not. That's not the same conversation. Yeah. Like he's, I feel like, he, I mean, he's done so much for the game now. Like being like what he did with Kobe Bryant and then what Kobe Bryant like passed down. Like, I feel like those two guys, he, they are looked up to the most out of any past athlete. I feel like in my opinion. Oh yeah. I mean, especially right now, like if you pulled guys in the NBA, those are going to be the two that, I mean, we're probably not that far off from LeBron being one of those, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's what I, I always think of LeBron, dude. Like, that's my first basketball player that I remember was him getting drafted when I was, like, eight years old, nine years old, you know? That's been my whole life is LeBron's basketball career. Your whole life. <laughs> basically. I mean, yeah, my whole like my whole basketball fan life has basically been LeBron James' career, like, from 2003 to now. That's been – about how it's been that's like when lebron retires that will be a really sad day for me but when kobe retired i mean it was like obviously i respected kobe and i loved watching kobe play but i didn't have that same reverence i would what you were lebron kobe like i would watch every single game kobe played like i was literally crying after he retired and especially when he passed away like that was like i didn't like the last the, the two weeks after he passed away dude i don't know like I would sit in my bed like for hours, like thinking about life. Like it was like hella emotional. And I feel yeah, like I, a lot of a lot of basketball players like currently, I feel like did the same exact thing because they're like, damn. Like he was like a he's one of those people that are act like a real life superhero. You would never think like something bad would ever have ha- have happened to him. I feel like like LeBron's obviously in that category. Like those like Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, like those kind of people. Like any of those passing away, I feel like there's more that goes into people being emotional about than anything. Yeah, I think that, uh, man, I remember when I found out that Kobe died, dude, that was like, that was one of the most shocking things I think I've ever experienced, you know. You didn't want to believe it. Like, you just didn't think it was real. No, exactly. You saw it, and it's like, there's no way that this is real, you know. Uh, Man, I... But I just think it's it's uh it's crazy to consider the fact of our heroes being human, you know. Like yeah. we talk so much about that with athletes, with with college athletes, especially being, you know, they're human, like it's there's more to this than them just being a basketball player or being an athlete. But some of those people have transcended like the idea of humanity, of being human, you know. Like Michael Jordan, it's like that's not like a person, you know. That's fucking Michael Jordan. I don't know. I agree. No, I, you word that perfectly. Like they transcended into this, like, like this person you don't even think is real anymore. Dude, I, I actually, I had the chance to meet Michael Jordan too. And I remember like 
my my brother my oldest brother Jason was on uh, a Nike Elite Camp team. That was I don't know if they do the Nike Elite Camps anymore, but um, Michael Jordan's son was playing on the same team as Jason, and uh, there was only like a select people there, just only parents and stuff. And I remember Michael Jordan walking in with like his guards and shit. And it was actually my birthday, and I was like, dude, I have to meet him. Like this is like once in a lifetime opportunity on my birthday too i was like seven years old and i got to shake his hand and meet him and it was the coolest thing in the world like i'll never forget i don't think i washed my hand for like two weeks after that that's crazy dude that's badass yeah Yeah. it was super cool man i didn't like i i don't want you to think i'm criticizing michael because the last dance was great like it was awesome it was really cool for what it was i just i then I watched Derek Jeter's documentary. Have you seen that one? I know he's like baseball, but it it was kind of the same thing. And then like none of the people he played against were even in it. The only t- like opponent they had was Jimmy Rollins from like the 2007 or, or 2008 World Series or whatever. I was like, where's you know where are all the other people that played in Major League Baseball at this time to talk about Derek Jeter? No one is here, you know. And that's what made the Last Dance so good is that you had the other people who gave perspective of what Michael was, not just michael's perspective or just his teammates perspective it was like the people he competed against you know but i think that's what made it great too because you that's, realize, and that's what i'm saying that's what yeah. did make it great but i want people to keep doing that i don't want people to feel like someone's gonna like shit on them you know but i mean i feel like now even more that social media and everything around it like we know so much about people's lives now like basically professional athletes now they basically live on a day-to-day documentary because their life is captured hour yeah. by hour what they do so it's you know what i'm like, excited for friday what? friday on netflix the redeem team documentary comes out which is made by the same people that made the last dance really yeah and that is going to be awesome dude that's like going to be kind of the same thing where you know that those guys had people following them around all the time with cameras there's going to be mm-hmm. some crazy footage i bet yeah i didn't know that i'll have to watch that you hadn't heard about this oh man you got to wow. see the trailer dude Oh, what is it? Friday from the it, yeah Friday, yeah the redeem team about the 2008 mm. Olympic team, yeah. Wow, I didn't know that was coming out. Yeah, it's gonna be really good. I saw a clip above uh, them talking about Kobe before the gold medal game where they were playing Spain, and he said he was gonna run through <sighs> Pau Gasol's chest. I saw that. I did uh, see that yeah. quote. Yeah, that's what it's from. It's from that documentary. So, hell yeah, yeah, definitely gonna have to talk about that uh, probably next week. All right. Uh, Paul Christ was fired on Sunday by Wisconsin after losing to Illinois, I think 34 to 10 on Saturday. Uh, Now two Big Ten West jobs open well, semi open. I think that the odds on favorite to be the new coach at Wisconsin is Jim Leonard, who's their interim coach. Eleven million dollar buyout paid by the Wisconsin Foundation by 2023. Uh, Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated reported there's been fifty six million dollars committed to buyouts already this year. We are five weeks into the college football season. It's absurd. Like, actually, actually absurd if you think about it. 57, almost $57 million just to coaches to not coach. And you guys and people on the outside want to say there's not enough money for athletes. That's, that's the most mind-boggling of it all right there. I just can't believe Wisconsin fired Paul Chris like that. That's cold-blooded, man. And they gave him a re- – and he re- he agreed to a reduced buyout. That shows you right there that that's a guy who really loves Wisconsin football, and they just kind of threw him by the wayside. What is crazy is 
Bilema is the one that beat him, and he was one game away from either being the second. I think it was the second. Yeah, tied for most, second most wins. Yeah, yeah, he would have been tied, and Bilema was that second place, and he's the one that beat him. Then he got fired the next day. <laughs> Dude, that's wild, man. I I just can't believe they fired him. I really can't. Like I don't. <sighs> Someone did I feel a record. like we've learned from this, man. I feel like people across college, there are so many times that something in college athletics happens where it's like, this has happened so many times and it has never ended well. And people keep doing it. That's what's so stupid about it. Like, how many times do we have to see someone like Nebraska or someone like Texas A&M or someone like Texas do these things when they've got a good coach who has made their program as good as it probably is going to be? And instead, okay. throw that away to try and get something flashier, and it just makes no sense. It's no, the it's thing so is, we're in, we're in an era now in sports where people want to win right now. They don't want to rebuild. Rebuilding is not a thing anymore. That happens in college sports. If especially, I, I won't say won't say that for every team, but Power Five teams, if you're not winning that year, your your seats on the line every every single year. You have one bad poor performance, your seats on the line. Like if Iowa loses. I was kind of a bad, bad example because yeah, I was, like, Kirk Ferentz is not being is not yeah, getting fired. But, no, I mean let's think about like, Iowa Ohio State's State. not even a good example, like because no. Matt Campbell's not getting fired. Oklahoma, where Brent Venables just got hired. Yeah, if they if they get their asses kicked by Texas, there will be people who want Brent Venables fired. He's right. been the coach there for six weeks. Right, and the same thing happened Indiana basketball. Um, I'm I'm completely spacing on. Uh, What's his name that just got fired before? Archie Miller. Yeah, Archie Miller. Yeah. One, I would, I mean, I don't know if it was Mark Cuban himself that bought out his contract, but it was one person they said that single handedly bought out his contract. So he would not coach that next year. It's absurd. Tom Crean, he won, I think he won, they won the Big Ten the year before and he got fired the next year. Yeah. It's insane. It's, it's what college sports is nowadays. And, I don't know, man. It that's what makes me even think about it. it's professional sports now and called become even more advocate for college athletes because they don't get shit and all these coaches that are literally being paid not to coach at their school is getting this amount of money. It's just crazy because fair. they they it's it's just crazy because the guy they throw the money at it thinking that it's gonna fix something and it never fixes it. Fix it. Never does. Never. It it just seems like it never works. You know, Coach O like, just got fired from LSU. I mean, LSU is not what what have they done since he's gone since he's left? Well, I think they're I don't know five and one or four and five one. Five and one. I mean, so they, like you know they're a serviceable team. Like I don't know, they're probably not anything special. But, but I guarantee they bad. they get to like ten and two range, ten and three range, nine and four range. People are gonna be pissed. Yeah, he, they're gonna want that. They coach want him out to again. win a national title down so there. That's, that's like the expectation. Point. Like yeah. I bet people are pissed they're five and one right now. There's I bet there's boosters oh, sure out there are. right now that are want him fired because, it, sure because he lost the game. Again, it's just like uh, Texas is the best example of this, dude. Like every time that they have fired a coach, the next guy who comes in's record is just like a little bit worse or just a yeah. little bit better. It's not there's nothing. It's one of those things where sometimes you just have to say we have way bigger culture issues than whatever this one individual is bringing in here and his entire staff. Like. For some reason, this keeps happening. You know, what does it take? And that's where it takes like the schools and the booster clubs or, you know, the boosters and things like that, looking at how they go about handling their business and reevaluating things. But those people make way too much money to really ever convince them of that. So 
it just is a constant cycle can we finally state the obvious that these schools aren't ran by the administrations they haven't been for decades like can people can can we finally say as a collective population that watches sports and say that boosters are the ones that run these programs like i feel like that should not be a controversial take is it a controversial i don't think that's controversial i feel like it has been that boosters like run the show that they are basically the coaches administration out there that are running these programs and i feel like nca has the nca as an organization have been reluctant to they haven't been wanting to say that. I, I think that's that. something that most people have known that it's just, yeah, yeah. The NCAA doesn't want that to be a thing. So it's like, uh, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, nudge. You know, this isn't happening, but obviously everybody knows this is happening, you know. But I'm getting, I feel like there are people though that like say like ADs should be fired. Like they aren't doing a great job of hiring coaches. I, they're not the ones that are going to be hiring these coaches. The boosters are going to give the money where they believe the coaches that should be hired should get that money. ADs right. obviously have a huge say, but you're telling me the people that have millions and millions of dollars that will buy out these contracts don't have a say. You're telling me right. these ADs and coaches aren't, or these ADs and administrators are, aren't going to dinners with these boosters and they're getting input from these boosters of what they should be hiring. Well, I mean, it's I Miami like last year where they... Miami last year where they'd gotten the money together to fire Manny Diaz. And then we're bringing in Mario Cristobal. I think a donor was already bringing him in to get interviewed for the job before Manny Diaz even been fired. Right. You know? Yeah. So yeah, it happens, man. I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say it's not fucked up. You know, I don't know what the answer to it is though. At the same time, like, I don't know no, how do you do get it? rich people to stop spending their money. On well, it's not like boosters are stupid. needed boosters are needed asset but i mean i just think there's way too much power behind these boosters now that these power five schools they're not ran by administrators shit but then these same boosters are the people who are going to do these nil deals that we're talking about you know like doing different things with i mean and that creates a whole other conversation with how the collectives work and all that stuff where uh you know maybe you're not actually advertising a product or anything like that you're doing charity work or or whatever it may be you know that that's how you get paid or you know whatever it is i mean that's like a completely that's a completely different conversation you know do we know what the hell is going on in college sports right now jerry i need a yes or no because i don't know what's going on what is happening no generally i mean i think that if you ask me on any given day if you said What's happening in college sports right now? I'd just say probably something fucking crazy. I don't know. It never stops. There's always something. The worst always part something. is I okay, I gotta bring this in. I wasn't going to because we started talking about NCAA. Now I'm now I have to bring it up. I just saw this tweet that the NCAA PR lady oh, yeah. tweeted about the NCAA. Yeah, they're, NCAA members, they're hiring more enforcement staff. They're hiring I think it's it's just sounded one person to oversee um, they said NCA members support appropriate use of NIL for call- all college athletes. First off, that is just a idiotic first statement that they are saying that to begin with. But well, that's that's for another time. She goes on and said they have expressed a desire for the national office to ensure NCA rules, including recruiting rules and tampering, are not being violated. Enforcement staff are already working on a number of cases in NI space. The enforcement development group focuses up primarily on building relationships with coaches, other and others at NCA member schools and third parties. 
The group works to stay, cur stay current on challenges and advice and sharing of information about potential violations in college sports. That is insane to me. Remember what I told you last week, why this stuff exists? It's because the other schools want to be able to report people for cheating. That's all that it's there it's for, so that they can happen. tell on each other. Yes, is it, it is. Yes, it no, is. It happens not. all it's of the not time. Yes, happen. it will. Yes, it, it will. That's happen. why. It, that's why there were people already down there at Miami talking to that John Ruiz because of the way that he was going about doing nil deals, and because of, I mean, people thought he was tampering, which he probably was. Like, I don't know, but it's one of those things where do you want to get? It's they're gonna have to. One hire... of those things where it's like, do you want to get the cops involved or do you not want to get the cops involved? You know, some cops people have that. What benefit. they're not doing? No, I'm anything saying the cops. The the, in this case, in this case, the NCAA is the cops. Like I'm saying, there are some people out there that they hear about these things and they call the cops and they say, "Hey, this is what I'm hearing. This is what I'm seeing. Yeah, you should go and investigate." Only, the but then there's way. other people that are like, "We don't want them to investigate because they we don't want them to come investigate us." You know. The only way for this to ever happen is that the schools themselves reported it to the NCAA. That's how it's always been. They're not going to change that by by, by hiring a, a pan, another panel to investigate this. But other it people can happen. report violations that they think that... No. The, the, and yeah, how they are they going to get this evidence? They're not going they to. Other schools can report violations on other ones if they think there has been one that's been committed. And they can okay, investigate. So what it. about the case with the UNC when they had all these people writing papers for people? What happened to them? Nothing. They reported that's completely. On... That's like a completely different thing. Like I don't know. That's a completely different conversation. Well, and the why the reason nothing happened to them is because the fact that the whole student body was was benefiting from this. It was like, oh, this isn't a benefit for student athletes. This school is just apparently giving out fake classes and fake credits. It's not possible to enforce nil. I'll I'll die on my grave to say that it is. No matter how many people they hire. It will not be done. It had the, schools have been cheating since the beginning of college sports. There's literally newspaper articles written about this way back in the early like 20s and 30s of college sports. Nothing has I, changed. I just I don't understand. I guess I don't know. So you it is not uh, possible. I'm just saying that based on like the rules that exist right now, it is possible to cheat and like they probably should have is some level of infrastructure in place to be able to investigate those and, things. Okay. I don't want to wanna... ask questions of, or at least have the appearance of having those things. That's what I'm I saying. Wanna... Like, I don't know. Clearly the NCAA doesn't mean shit. Like we know this, but like, it's just people that have a job that get paid to do something and sit at a desk and look like they do some work. I don't know if the people want to pay them. If I could have that job, I could go and sit and just be like, yeah, I don't know. I can't really enforce anything. I can't really tell anybody what to do or what not to do. I don't really even know what the rules are. But, hey, I'm collecting $100,000 a year, so I'm just going to fucking do it and do my job. Okay, I'm going to say this, Jared. The reason – this is a big reason why I'm saying what I'm saying, why it can't be enforced. Right now, there is 36-plus different state laws about NIL right now. There, those are laws like written down. Like there can be. They're not legal. punishing. You know, they're not punishing kids, right? Like it's not about there the is, investigations. There is, are not no. about. No, it's not about. There the is athletes. state it's bills. Not about, I know that, there, but I'm saying that these investigations by the NCAA are not about the athletes. It's about the schools. If the schools are cheating, they want to know if the schools are cheating. They don't care if the athletes are. So getting who's going to get in trouble when they've come down with a violation of the schools? The schools they're will, and they'll get postseason. Postseason bans. That no, they're not going to do postseason bans they're anymore. Not do they're it. not going to do that anymore. No, they said they're not going to do postseason bans. They're not going to punish athletes. They're going to punish the schools. They'll get big fines. They'll punish coaches. They'll get fined. The schools getting fines is going to impact the athletes as well. 
I guess I don't know. I don't know. No, it's not a question. They are. Funding for schools, for sports programs, unless they get more funding through boosters. So ultimately, maybe, yeah, you're right. Maybe it's just going to hurt the boosters at the end of the day because they, they have to keep giving more money. But like impacting the schools postseason with, with fines, that's going to limit their budgets for upcoming season, limit their – everything's going to okay. be changed. Okay, so, okay, you find the University of Texas $2 million. What's that? Well, some schools might be different. Like, okay, a Texas school, the, one booster is going to take care of that $2 million fine. Well, the places where they're going to break the rules big enough to get caught are going to be places like Texas and not be places like, you know. Maybe. Northern Iowa. All, I bet something. there's I bet there's been majors out there that have definitely had violations in the past and will continue to. I'm just know. saying. I, just, I, I guess I don't understand. Like, I guess we're – I don't understand your argument because I, I think there does need to be some people who keep track of the schools because I know the schools are going to cheat. Like what they do always we have to cheat. keep track of though? There's nothing that's being done. People want to give athletes money. Who gives a fuck? Why is that a, why is that a problem with the NCA? Why do they have to investigate that? Every other person in the society, in society that is a legal citizen that has a right to do this it's literally a birthright, like to have an option to do sponsorships and endorsement deals. I mean, what other workforce is regulated about that? There isn't one. Prison, if you're in prison, that's, yeah, you can do one. <laughs> but honestly, Jared, like think about it. There is no other I bet workforce. there's guys in prisons who have endorsement deals. Yeah, with penis or something. No, nah, man, you like some, <laughs> you know, some guys that are like rappers on Instagram Live or something like that. I guarantee okay. there's somebody out there who has an Instagram live channel where they go live from prison and they okay, are sponsored. My, I promise you. Probably, honestly. But I, but my point is like there there's no other workforce in America that limits the right to make money like the NCAA does. They're not limited anyone's right to make money. Yes, they are. They're becoming they're they're investigating but how? schools for but how? Because they're becoming a regulator be, by investigating it's these because schools. the schools are not supposed to be able to be the ones paying. That's what the rule is. If the if How the kids are getting, or if the people are getting money, I don't I, I don't know. It's not possible. Know. It's where they need to get to a point where the schools do just pay them, and then this other money doesn't matter. Like then it, it's not like you have to pay them. There has to come a point where there's going to be revenue sharing, and they just have to pay them. The school has to pay them, or the conference right. has to pay them, or whoever. Like that's what it has to come to. But at the same time, until we get to that point, and until there's a point where these rules that don't exist about recruiting and all that kind of stuff then they're going to have to have someone who's going to be in theory investigating those things, even if that doesn't actually mean anything, which it probably doesn't because their investigations haven't meant anything for a long time. They haven't been. And the only, and I'm just going off the history of the past. Like you're completely right what you're saying, but I'm, I'm going off the history of the past. Like the only schools that have ever been investigated majority have been the own schools reporting these incidents. So I'm or still someone just- in the media broke it. And then the school reported them or reported other things yeah but that's why they comply yes yeah, true but majority of them have been the compliance office in those schools finding out evidence on their own school doing some something wrong and though that school reported to nca that's why the have compliance you read much about right about kansas's compliant or their ncaa infractions case that's been going ongoing for no six seven years now they're fighting the entire thing fighting all of the allegations that are made against them they think they say none of it's true and they didn't report any of it so it's like one of those, I mean, 
they do do investigating and they do catch people occasionally. It took a lot of media reporting. It took these things going to court. Seven years. Nothing's going to happen. No, nothing will happen except for maybe Bill Self will get suspended and Kansas will get fined because of the fact that they fought it the way that they did. Okay, so what are we talking about? I I don't know. You're the one that keeps talking about it. That's what I'm saying. Like, this doesn't mean anything. I don't know. Like it just I, it doesn't matter. I just feel like the 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 argument we're ha- the disagreement we're having is you think they're the enforcement's gonna mean something when no, I don't, I don't think mean so. that. I I just think that it's just like it's just so to what are have we arguing about? That they're in argue that I don't know. You're the one arguing with me. Like I'm. Oh, okay. I told you. I was like. I think that they're just not doing anything. Like you want to keep hiring going? someone to make it look like they're doing it. You know. I don't know. Yeah, they have going? to make the member schools think that they're actually enforcing the rules. I don't know. That's basically what it amounts to. But why hire them? It's a waste of money. It's not. Have I they mean, hired someone yet? For what? For the job. Maybe they haven't hired anybody yet. They're just posting it to see. Now you're roasting them, so they're not going to hire anybody. Who would want I that job? I hope not. Well, actually, I, I think see... I would want that job. It probably pays really well. God, you probably oh don't my. have to do a damn thing. I sure as hell don't want that job. <laughs> you're just like a no-name person at the NCAA. You probably get paid hundred thousand dollars a year. No, you probably don't get paid jack shit. Actually, unless you're like a lawyer. I don't know. The, NCA paid pretty well. Mark Emmer has a nice. I'm, check I'm every, sure there's so, there are some really great people. I'm sure who work at the NCAA. No, like, there's I, great. I, people. I don't want to get on their bad side because I don't want to get my credentials denied or something like that. The next time I have to cover the NCAA tournament because I was on here talking about their infractions team, their investigations team with you, and whether or not they need to be able to investigate nil violations. I I. I I'm sure there's great people that work there. I know, I know there is, but they are not ran properly and they should not be an entity that regulates college basketball or college sports. That is, that's, that's the only thing I'm trying to say. Less regulations, the better. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I know you don't know. agree with that one either, but no, it's not even about that. It's just like, I don't know if we just want to make, like, then just make it a free for all. I don't know. Why not? Well, there's going to be some regulations. I'm not saying like complete free for all, but like it's a professional sport. So like, why don't we, why don't we, why don't we do what Europe does? Like there's club teams that feed into the professional leagues there. Well, that would require the NBA and the NFL giving up their free, not their free minor league system. And creating their own. There's ways to work or there's ways to work. I'm not saying entirely like the European model, but why, why are athletes denied all these all this money and why is it regulated? I just don't agree with that. So basically you're saying to create like basketball academies and things like that around the country where no, I'm saying college sports is that's how it, how it is. We have a great foundation. College sports is a great thing right now, but it is being ruined by the NCAA. I feel like, and it has been for years. I mean, I, I don't like I I don't know you use like the NCAA it's like this name like this nameless faceless villain but like I don't know like I think this is about the schools more than it's about the NCAA as an Why entity, do they have to get punished you know? though? No, Why? it's about the schools are the NCAA. They're the ones who make these decisions. It doesn't have anything well, to do with Mark Emmert or like any of those people. They just do well, what the school tells them. It's just like Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell is the owners. Not necessarily. The, and Roger Goodell does what the owners tell him to do. Not necessarily. There's a board of governors that is made up of an NCA. I think there's 13 of them. And they're basically a lot of ADs and presidents. 
from university. So yeah, you're technically right. Like those guys, those 13 people make up all the rules and regulations for the NCAA. Mark right. Emery I'm just sure they have committees them. and things like that that other people yeah. consult with. And it, I'm sure all of those are the same people. They're athletic directors and presidents. The, like the schools make the decisions in college athletics. That's like that's what it is. It's not about the NCAA as an entity. It's about the schools. No, know? it's about the, the NCAA as an entity. Yes. I mean, I'm saying like the branding of the NCAA, like it's the schools are the issue. The schools fighting these things, not the like the people that work at the NCAA, the people that work in the building in Indianapolis are like, yeah, fuck these kids. Like they don't deserve money. I don't think that that's what these people are doing. I bet there's some out there that are saying that. Well, I'm sure there are. And they're probably old heads who probably aren't going to last in this business for much longer. I feel pretty confident in probably saying that, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I, I just think that the less we put harm's way i didn't know that about the the uh athletes not getting banned from games i didn't know that um from postseason games i just think the less we put punishment on future athletes the better that's all i'm saying yeah i think that that is i mean generally where everybody has has landed for the most part uh all right we talked about that for a long time uh another bad week for officials uh more lack more lack of accountability uh the chop block in the iowa michigan game was uh especially egregious uh nothing too incredibly crazy in the uh, iowa state and kansas game there was one time where we had to go to a review and then review the review and then make a decision (laughs) on what was going to happen uh but for the most part pretty smooth sailing uh did you see the video that drewski made i think he was on the sidelines at uh, oh, the auburn game on so saturday funny. yes where he said to the said to the official uh you you got this in a parlay don't you and the official started laughing i was like yep that's it the, the thing like people always say all oh, officials i wouldn't say a lot of people but i feel like some people have said before like officials don't know the lines and spreads like they sure as hell do you can't tell me they don't we should try and get John Higgins on this podcast and talk about officiating. I'd be down. I bet we could. Yeah. I know some people. Probably make some connections. We may maybe, maybe make that happen. I, I, mean, uh, I you just can, you guys can fight about officiating uh, <laughs> for an hour. I got I got some people arguing with me on Twitter after what I posted about how there's no accountability with officials. I mean, how is that a controversial statement? They, they said they get their iPad. Okay. All right. So when our head officials comes to college basketball or in big 10, he said that all officials at the end of the games, they get their iPads, they get all the plays they did wrong since them and they're supposed to learn from them. But like, they still have no accountability from what they do. Like, is there suspensions for bad calls made? Is there like this sit out games? Like nothing's being like, they don't have to answer any questions still. There is no accountability being done. I know None. that they can be, there can be egregious scenarios in which officials are suspended. I think right. there, there were some officials suspended after the uh, Cal Notre Dame game this year uh, at, because of a call at the end of a game. I know that there were some guys suspended after at least one Iowa State football game a handful of years ago. I can't remember. I think maybe there was a basketball game where some guys got suspended as well. But uh, I I don't know. Do you want them to come in and answer questions with the media just like the players and coaches have to do after a game? Why not? Why not? Yeah, I don't know. How about, I, how about this? Can we get some transparency from 
these I would appreciate days. the ability to ask them questions occasionally. I don't think that yeah. there is I don't think in every game there's a need for it. But I also know that when a lot of times when you ask those questions, they don't give you an answer. They'll say, Oh, it was a you know, this is what the rule was, this is why we called it the way it is, and this is it is what it is now. It doesn't matter now, you know. I just don't know what was worse, the chop block or the unnecessary roughness. I don't know if you saw either of them, but I did see the chop block. I don't remember seeing the unnecessary roughness though. Wasn't it Sweet. on it was on back to back plays though or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was the same possession if I recall correctly. But the pank there was a literally a pank like a perfectly offensive line. I don't remember which offensive lineman it was, but perfectly pancaked. Shout out to Lewis yes. Central High School and Council Bluffs. Yep. Perfectly pancaked this this guy. Like textbook block. And the lady the the I think I don't remember which one it was. I don't know if it was the lady official or the guy on the right side of the official, but one of them had their hands on their flag watching the whole thing and they waited until they, they hit the ground and then they they drew they threw the flag for unnecessary roughness. I don't know how that's unnecessary roughness. I really don't. Like how is well, that I don't possible? know why I don't know why Colby Reader got called for unnecessary roughness against Baylor for hitting a receiver that was right starting to on a route either like that's i don't know i think in, officials anticipate things too often especially in football I agree. every yeah. week i'm reminded how many fucking rules there are in football and they differ at every level of football it's like perfect example the ball go into the goal line on a punt apparently uh-huh. if you're in, co- in college football if you're standing in the end zone and down the ball before it gets to the goal line it's still you're you're good but in the nfl if you are in the end zone too it's a touchback yeah, I didn't know that. Like, I don't, I don't know if if I did, I don't remember until these random scenarios when it does pop up. You know, I imagine it's really hard to officiate football. I don't know. Basketball is oh. a little bit different. I feel like because it's just, it, especially when there's three guys and you're all watching your area. You know, it's not really everybody's got a much better feel for the court than what you do in football. I do want to say that that no, I, I I shit on officials a lot, but their job is really really hard. I don't get me wrong, like the game is really fast paced game, but at the end of the day, there still has to be some sort of accountability and transparency. I, I think. I think especially when they make a, a controversial call. If you make a controversial call, you have to understand that there's going to become a point when I'm going to have to answer a question about this. Yeah, you know I agree. what I saw, and why. Yeah, they don't. There's no need for them to be so protected by by the conferences and by i don't know i don't even know how to call like the referee colt is that a i just hate when things turn into a ref show it seems like that just happens way too often now where all of a sudden it's it's the official sees his opportunity to shine you know i wish Uh, i could pull up the tc oklahoma pass interference call that wasn't called it was you would literally die in tears watching like how it wasn't called off the show after the show who was uh who was on was TCU offense. ball TCU was thrown in and Oklahoma cornerback just wiped out a guy before the ball was even catchable. And Yikes. the ref was standing right in front of the guys. Well, good thing TCU won by 50. Yeah, so right. it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Didn't matter, but uh, still, uh, there was true controversy this weekend in the fishing world in professional fishing. Uh, this is from the Lake Erie walleye trail contest. Two competitors were set to take home nearly $30,000 in winning on, winnings on Friday when the uh, tournament's director said he smelled something fishy. Oh, my God. That's cringe. This is from the New York Post. That's cringe, dude. <laughs> Who says that? 
I already know that Ben Kesslin. I don't know who Ben Kesslin is. He's probably he's like, like he's probably twenty. No, I was gonna say he's probably twenty-one years old. Oh, and he's probably probably lives in a studio apartment that he pays five thousand dollars a month for, and makes like twenty-five thousand dollars a year writing stories for the New York Post on viral news. See, I was thinking the, the complete opposite. Like he's just an no. old head. No, I'm thinking no, this okay. is a kid fresh out of college that's like, yeah, I have to write about the shittiest <laughs> story so I can find on the internet. Uh, and this is the that's the kind of thing that you write when you're like, oh yeah, I'm I'm in my I think I'm in my bag, but he's in his bag. No, not in your bag. The contest's alleged shady participants, Jacob Runyon and Chase Kaminsky, weighed in their five walleyes walleyes at a collective 34 pounds when usually each fish weighs closer to four pounds for an expected total catch of around 20 pounds. Fisher, Fisher cut open one fish's stomach and found an extra fillet of walleye and lead balls that had been apparently stuffed down its throat. He then found the same in the other fish. And this moment right here sounds like an all-time great what-the-fuck moment where the, the guy said that he screamed, we got weights in the fish. <sighs> And, a, and I saw something else where, I mean, uh, immediately everybody starts freaking out. Someone said, call the fucking cops. He needs to be arrested. He needs to be prosecuted. Uh, I did read some more that these guys had won a lot of money uh, by fishing this year and have apparently been cheating a lot during these scenarios. What do you think of the fish, the cheating scandal in fishing? I think it's absurd that this even is a thing in fishing. I didn't even know you could cheat in fishing. Yeah, I don't know how that... I don't know how you don't get caught doing that way earlier than what they did. Cause they did it for a while, you know, why this time did they use so much of those weights that they were able to get caught by about it? You said they got arrested, right? What, what, what's their, oh, I don't think they got arrested. I don't think uh, they got arrested. Uh, no, no, no. I was going to say, but people were calling charged? for them to be arrested, which I, I do think that there is like some thought that because of how much money went into this, that they could have been fraud. I mean, defrauding people. You know? Oh, that's true. Yeah. So I, I guess I don't know. I mean, realistically, will that happen? Probably not. Will they maybe have to pay some of the money back? Yeah, I, I'm sure that's a possibility. But uh, I, I just think it's incredible that these guys were cheating for this long, and all of a sudden they got caught by doing like twice, putting twice as much weight into what they meant to do. You know, just like an epic failure. And apparently they'd been winning a bunch of tournaments, which is rare, I guess, in professional fishing where someone can win like more than one or two tournaments in a year. And they'd won like five. I feel like they had to have an inside guy to do this too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They probably snuck the fish in, you know, Yeah. and then had weighed them down already before they even got there. And then they just like went and acted like they were fishing somewhere. And then all of a sudden they come back with all this fish. I don't even know how that's done. I mean, I don't, I don't even, know I don't like, I don't like fishing like that, you know? So I guess I would never like be mad about it, nor would I ever care enough to put the weights into the fish, but I can understand where these people are coming from that if this is like your livelihood, you put a lot of money into fishing, then someone's doing this. It'd probably be pretty infuriating, you know? Oh yeah. Easily. That's insane though. I feel bad for those walleye. Uh, Keegan Mark Keegan Murray in his uh in his preseason debut. Uh how did he do? Man, he did well. I watched the game last night. He did a really good job. I thought it was insane, like just watching the game. You see 
Keegan Murray, the guy that I know really well, guarding LeBron James all of a sudden. I mean, four or five months later, it's kind of a pretty cool. Did you ever see the clip of when uh, it was in one of Monte Morris's first handful of games when he talked shit to LeBron and started and LeBron came should like talking back to him after Monte had made a three right in his face. It was a, and it was like right at the beginning of when the nuggets were kind of getting good and LeBron got all salty with him. It was kind of funny. It was like the same kind of thing where it's like, Oh yeah. Like you could tell Monte was feeling himself had LeBron all he did. I didn't see that. I know Monte likes to talk shit. That's for sure. Well, yeah, we remember what he, what he put on your Instagram. I know. Still thinking about today to this day. What would you do if LeBron commented on your Instagram talking shit to you? I don't. I don't. I don't really know. I. I think I would. I would like it, and then I'd be honored. Can you follow probably. me back? Yeah, I'd be honored. I'd be like, man, like LeBron knows who I am, and he came and like sought me out. It's gonna so happen. He could talk shit to me. You. You uh, don't think that's gonna happen? To either of us, I'm sorry. Sorry to burst your bubble over there. Well, I, I never. I've long since lost uh lost hope that that's ever going to be happening to me, unless I <laughs> say know. something salacious enough to draw LeBron's ire, like what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar apparently did. Even though in that scenario, he just said no relationship, uh, no thoughts. Uh, headline of the week: You say Michigan D digs D. Oh, geez, stymies late Iowa comeback. Oh boy. How do you write that as a reporter? Michigan D digs deep. Oh, Stymies I guarantee late, they, I they knew what back. they were doing. They knew what they were doing. 100%. Stymie's late Iowa comeback. I don't know which part's worse, the first part or the second part. Yeah, I don't know that, that uh, I would call that one much of a comeback. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a – they. I thought they were going to cover for a minute. I don't want to talk about it. Just that, go, fourth just, two, that fourth and two. I don't, don't want to talk about it. Just go with dumbass of the week. I don't want to talk about it. All right, dumbass of the week. Lynn County juror who caused mistri- mistrial charged with perjury. Oh, jeez. Uh, this comes from the Cedar Rapids Gazette. I do not want to take your survey. Uh, a Cedar Rapids woman chase- faces charges for not disclosing that she knew the man on trial after being selected as a juror in August and didn't report all of her convictions on a jury questionnaire, which was dorn- warned of a penalty for not being truthful. Yeah, that uh, does seem like a pretty significant oversight when you knew the person that was about to be put on trial how does that happen first of all how is it randomly selected like that that they know each other i mean one and two that's got to be just luck of the draw somehow i would be really can like i'd have serious questions about how that never got struck out in jury selection you know they need to fire the interviewer that was interviewing the jurors potential have you ever had to do jury duty before I have not, but now you just fucking said I'm going to get it. I already know. My mom just got summoned for it. I had to go to uh, jury duty at the federal courthouse one time. That shit was no joke, man. We were there all day. It was for, like think- a, it was, it was for a civil trial, though. Somebody was suing uh, somebody. It was suing, they were suing a big corporation. I can't remember what it was. Oh, but the, wow. one of the questions on there were, what are your thoughts on big corporations? Uh, anytime that I have to do the questionnaire, I try to make myself as like unpredictable as possible, you know? <laughs> so sometimes it's like, you know, you kind of answer it in a little bit of a crazy way, but then, you know, at the same time, another time you'll just answer a way that would probably not really fit what you just answered before. And it's like, 
I know that if I just make myself really unpredictable, they're never going to pick me. Right. I was going to say that you should just be like, I'm no matter what they're guilty. Like every answer, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Or I would have said they're not guilty. I don't know. I don't think anybody's ever done anything wrong. I think that laws are stupid. I think that it should just be (laughs) free for all. I don't care. (laughs) But at the same time, I love big corporations. (laughs) I don't care oh. what they do either. They can do whatever they want to as well. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> a man was arrested in Makoka after police alleged that he robbed a Dunkin' Donuts while displaying a gun on Thursday morning. 5.14 a.m. Dubuque police said they were sent to a report of an armed robbery at the Dunkin' location at 2660 Dodge Street. The person allegedly involved was described as a white male that entered the store, showed a handgun, and then demanded money. Dunkin' Donuts? The police said they were able to track the man's vehicle, which had been reported stolen in Lancaster, Wisconsin. Oh, it had jelly cream all over the side of the car. <laughs> oh, jeez. Man. Yeah, I don't know about robbing the Dunkin' Donuts. Again, like these people are picking horrible places to try and rob. Like The odds you're going to be able to rob anywhere effectively is the first thing you're not going to get caught like you're not going to get away with it in 2022 but the second piece of it is they're not even robbing places that would actually be uh you know like uh i can't even think of the right way to the right word Bene- profitable. i don't know profitable yeah i guess that's i guess that's the best way to put it but somewhere there'd be money you know how much money is there at a dunkin donuts at 5 15 in the morning yeah, I would imagine this Dubuque Duck and Donuts is barely scraping by, but you know, it's like know. the petty cash. It's like the cash register cash. Like, there's probably what, like two hundred dollars in there, two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars, maybe. I guess if you're on the run from where you stole your car in Wisconsin, it's probably fair. I mean, how uh, down bad do you have to be to rob like these types of places? Pretty, pretty bad. I'm gonna guess a lot of times there's probably more involved in it than just. Uh, being down bad uh all right bacon theft lands wichita falls woman with 34 arrests back behind bars holy cow a woman with 10 previous convictions for theft faces a jail state jail felony charge after police says she left a wichita's falls grocery store with multiple packs of bacon valued at over 100 dollars without paying holy cow she's been to jail she's 34 and been arrested 34 times that's yes. unbelievable, man. There's That's sad, dude. That's really has a, sad. has a lengthy criminal history with over 30 arrests and 10 previous convictions for theft. How is she still on the streets? I was going to say, that's horrible, man. That That is a person who really needs some help. Like, to, if, to get caught like that and then just keep getting caught and keep going back and keep going back, that's where you sit there and say, how much is the criminal justice system helping this person right. at this point? I have a I have a last uh, little read here from this article. <laughs> uh, in December 2019, Latcher received a one-year state jail sentence for f- <laughs> for five previous theft charges, including a charge from 2018 when, <laughs> when a police said she stole <laughs> four packets. <laughs> she stole four packets of Kool-Aid from the United Supermarket. <laughs> So aren't Kool-Aid's pa- like Kool-Aid packets like 10 cents? I don't know. Oh, wow. 
How she get caught? <laughs> you get caught. <laughs> well, I mean, clearly she is really bad at like trying to steal from the grocery store. That's the other part of this. I just, I mean, come on, man. Like we all, you know, I don't think I'm going to be admitting to anything here. Like everybody's accidentally walked out of the grocery store or something, you know, at some oh. point, at some time you forgot, you know, you go through the self-checkout, something's in the bottom of the cart, you miss it. And all of a sudden you walk out. How never once have most people been stopped if they've done something like that. This person has been arrested 34 times or 10 times for trying to rob a grocery store. How horrible of a job are they doing in robbing the grocery store? I hope I'm not going to feel really shitty for myself because I feel like this is the girl like is like trying to get Kool-Aid and bacon for her. I was going to say, this is like, this is a horrible story. I, that is <laughs> no, not a dumbass story. That's a really no, sad is... story. And I could, like I said, this is one of those things where you like is going to jail over and over again, helping this person. How do we get this person some actual help? You know, this is so, going to come back to haunt me and I'm fucking laughing at this. Thanks. That, there it. has to be some level of like mental illness involved in that or something like that. Like that's really concerning to me. I don't know. That's a bad story idea. That was a, that was a bad one. I'm sorry. I just have to. That was a bad one to end on. No, I feel like a dickhead. Dumbass of the week goes to you. I'll take the, I, I, I don't even know what to say for myself after that. But like you honestly, and the, though, and then the ESPN executives who kept making us watch Aaron Judge try and hit the sixty-second home. Those are the two <laughs> dumbasses of the week for laughing at a woman with serious, clearly with some serious issues that just needs some help, man. Hope we get her some help. Yeah, hopefully I need some help too. I need help. Help me. Talk to you guys again next week. Iowa everywhere.